Martha, thank you for being back on Behind the Fiction. Thanks for having me. You know, we we had hoped to have you on the show last week because you and Michael have two new series that are coming out. Um, but then you came down with some health issues. I did. I got mild pneumonia and I'm doing a lot better. I'm still coughing, trying not to in public so people don't get worried I'll give them coronavirus. But it's, it was just pneumonia. And uh, yeah, I'm on the mend. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, two exciting new series of... Uh, from you and Michael that that came out last week. Uh, the first of those is a new series called War. Well, the series is called The Neverending War, and book one is War Mage Unexpected. Right. So, give us sort of the story behind the story of the War Mage idea. Okay, so War Mage is a slight departure for Michael and I because it's um, fantasy, um, but I wrote it, so it's still got that snarky urban fantasy kind of flair. Uh-huh. And, uh, the main character is Raven, and uh, she's a redheaded mage who's a teenager. She's about to enter the academy, Fowler Academy, and um, she's supposed to follow in the long line of mages. And everybody who goes to Fowler Academy has to have a familiar in order to stay. And the familiar is an animal of some sort who helps enhance your magic. And becomes a like a bond. Um, if you're familiar with the troll, it's a little like the troll. <laughs> and she wants a dragon. She's she's in love with dragons. First of all, everybody tells her mages and dragons don't mix, and she's not buying it. And second of all, um, one of her best friends from childhood, he uh, William, runs his family's dragon farm, and he's got a dragon named Leander, who's stubborn, and uh, they haven't been able to train him. Well, any dragons that can't be um, trained get their wings clipped and sent to a valley. I know, harsh. So it's critical that he um, he learns, because you can't have a dragon flying around flaming buildings. So they have to either work with, and the dragons talk. Uh, they're very intelligent. They talk in this book. So there's two things going on uh, that uh, she wants, she needs, she has to have a familiar. She wants it to be a dragon. The dragon needs her. They're equally stubborn beings as well. So there's a lot of comedy and also, I mean, he throws her pretty hard against walls. And then there's another plot going on in the background that you know about pretty quickly, so this isn't a spoiler, that <clears throat> there's some, something that has returned to the kingdom of Brighton that is threatening everyone that they thought was gone. Her grandfather, Connor, actually um, lost a lot of friends in the last great battle that he fought in. And they thought they had wiped this menace out called the swarm. And it, uh, there's hints that the swarm may have returned and no one realized it. So both those ravens catching on that it might be true, but no one's really listening to her. And she's kind of concerned with school. So it's, and nobody's catching on that it might be there. So it's kind of exciting. It's an academy book with a really exciting plot. Okay, and the, the, the idea of the never-ending war, does this go all the way back to her, her relatives in the past and a war yes. that they thought was over and is, is coming back with the revival well, of the swarm? And it's more than that. So Raven's parents um, are dead because we killed off the parents again. And um, she doesn't know, she doesn't really know as much about her mother as she thinks she does. So she's also going to find out she comes from a, a long line of something else that I won't say because I don't want to do a spoiler. But um, it, the never-ending war is really that they, this kingdom has had to defend itself over and over again 
and um, who, um, what group has come forward in order to save them over and over. That group her grandfather was a part of, they think, is wiped out. So I can't really say more than that. Okay. All right. So uh, Raven, she's how old? 18, 19? No, no. She's more like 14. 14. Okay. Just starting high school. Okay. And so I'm trying to, I'm not really all that familiar with dragons, but I, I knew a lot of young women growing up that loved horses. Well, I think a dragon is like, yeah. So a dragon's like the fantasy equivalent of a horse. Okay. It's kind of the same exact love affair. Except that it Except you can fly in the air and you you can breathe fire. Why do you think dragons are so popular right now? Um, You know, I I don't know. I think it's like we get distracted and we forget about something and then it pops back up. Like vampires were really popular at one point. And um, dragons are an uh, automatic sidekick, unlike some other genres. And so you have a conversation and a relationship that um, automatically, and it's, it's, like, um, it's like as if your dog could talk and do amazing things. So I think that's part of it is, you know, um, every book that we do that sells super well, it's because of the characters, not so mm-hmm. much the plot. People fall in love with the characters. They want to know what their friends are doing in the next book. Well, you put in a dragon, you automatically have two characters that people can really love. And by the way, the reviews for Warm Age have been outstanding. Um, people are really digging it. And what they're really loving is the relationship um, between Leander and Raven. Now, the humor and uh, also um, the, how stubborn they are. And also the, how they, they do eventually find their way to work together. I'm sure that's not a spoiler. It's me writing it. (laughs) No. (laughs) There are certain expectations with a monster. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Snark being one of them. People getting along being another one. Um, Drama. Drama. Yes. But also, um, you can always expect that um, the main character runs towards the problem, believes there's a solution, and is willing to do anything to find it and um, finds allies and works with them. So that's why you can know that Leander and Raven are going to figure it out eventually. But do they do it in time and how do they do it? How do you, when you're coming up with a protagonist, how do you separate uh, Raven, for example, from some of your other protagonists that people would be already very familiar with? Well, so... um, Every, like Lyra um, had a hard time trusting others and she was very much her own person and didn't believe in asking for help. She had a different childhood. It's kind of like, um, I call, it's kind of like having different friends. They have similarities, but they have some things that make them very different. Maggie um, is warmer. She has a strong family around her and she's not as brave as Lyra. <clears throat> she's not as brave as Lyra. She's not necessarily going to run into a burning building. She's probably going to consult with her sister really quick to figure out how to do it. And uh, Raven is um, stubborn and headstrong. And uh, she is probably going to, uh, Lyra would have thought about how to run toward the building. She would have had a plan. Raven might just run toward it. And um, it's Leander, who's very smart, who might stop her quickly and remind her they need a plan. Okay. All right. And I'm going to ask you that same question when we get into the next book, which we're going to transition into now. Okay. Um, the main character of the, the book Once Upon a Midnight Drow is Cheyenne Summerlin. 
Right. And that is from the Goth Drow series. The the cover is amazing for Goth Drow. Very colorful. Um, And, you know, we'll pop pop the cover up here so you can see that cover if you haven't already seen it. And the main character is Cheyenne Summerlin. So before we get into talking about Cheyenne, um, can you sort of give us the story behind the story for the Gothrow series? Uh, you mean what the plot's about? Yes. So, well, why did you, where did this story come from? And, and well, why this new series? Because it's not like you just write a book. It's a commitment. There are going right. to be several of them. Right. Well, so Michael and Michael Anderley and I collaborate on ideas. Um, that's why you see both our names in the book. We do this together. And just like with Warm Age, in Goth Drow, we were trying to come up with a different idea. Um, like you asked before, we've done a lot of really strong, wonderful, great characters. Allison Brownstone, Lyra Barron. And um, so we have to come up with something different um, that still can have the same wonderful qualities that we like to put in every character. That they're strong, that they're intelligent, that um, they're brave, and they're loyal. And um, uh, we wanted to do a drow again, but uh, different from Allison Brownstone. So Goth Drow is not an Orisaren, and that gave us the chance to come up with a different kind of drow who's more drow, who's more traditional drow, and who looks more traditional drow. And um, adding a goth element just was for fun. Uh, it makes it a different story. We, we, need, we could go... So where um, Raven is a little more stubborn, uh, Cheyenne is, um, feels out of place, like she doesn't belong. But it started because her mother hid the fact that she's a drow. So, you know, when your own mother's, for maybe all the right reasons, doesn't want people to know who you basically are, then you get the idea that who you are is not okay. And uh, Cheyenne rebels by that by going goth. And the cover is a full-on drow in goth. And yes, it's Jake did that cover, and it's gorgeous. Yes, it, it really is. It is beautiful, and hopefully you, you will have already been able to see it. Hopefully you've already seen it, and you're seeing it on your Kindle as, as, yeah. as you're listening to this. Yes. And also, one thing I did not mention is Warm Age is a longer book, and Goth Drow is three books in one. And... Well, let's, when you talk about the length of War Mage, let's sort of compare that to some of the other series that you've done. The Allison Brownstone books tended to be around between 60 and 70,000 words. Yeah. And War Mage is um, over 100,000 words, about 110,000 words. So that's about a third larger than normal. Um, But when you say three in one, this is, this is almost 200,000 words. Um, Correct. Gothrow, yes. Yes, Gothrow. Each Gothrow is going to be like that. So you can really dig into the story and, um, you know, maybe it'll take you longer than a day to read. Maybe, yes. Some readers, yeah. And what's the thinking behind, what's the thinking behind releasing the stories that way? So, you know, normally when we release a really hot, good book, like War Mage, mm-hmm. um, uh, War Mage came, so War Mage was on pre-order, so some people got it at midnight. By mid in the middle of the night, somebody was writing to me saying, that's great. When's the next one? And that was a 100,000 word book. Yes. yes. That's incredible. So we didn't even make it to morning before somebody wanted to know when's the next one, which is fantastic. I mean, that's the greatest thing to hear. But um, we wanted to give readers a chance 
to really love the story, really get a lot in one. And also, we've done um, a lot of uh, box sets recently mm-hmm. with the Lyric Chronicles and um, with uh, the Casey Chronicles and Fairhaven, and people have really, really liked it. School of Necessary Magic, um, a lot of new people are finding it. So we noticed that um, people want to be able to read more story in one sitting. They'll either wait till that third book comes out or it's a box set or whatever. So we thought, well, why not give them what they want right up front? That's a great idea. And fans seem to be really enjoying it because these books, I mean, you can just see watching the sales trends for them. They just, they come out and they're here. And then all of a sudden they just jump up here when yes. everybody realizes, oh my gosh, this is a, this is a weekend long reading yes. for me. Yep. Yeah. And it's exciting. Uh, it moves, uh, uh, it's called Once Upon a Midnight Drown. It moves really fast. Um, it's snarky because, you know, I'm involved. And um, it's, um, yeah, and so it's more grown up because she's older. She's in her 20s where mm-hmm. Raven was in her, was 14. And uh, so it's, a, it's two different flavors. But I think from the reviews, um, men and women both are saying, I mean, one person wrote, I noticed one reviewer um, read Warm Age and said it was the best book ever, and then read Goth Ground and said it's the best book ever. So <laughs> I'll take it. Yes, that's the, we need more of those readers. Yes, that's fantastic. So, so yeah, and the right note on both. Say that again. We apparently, even though they're slightly different, we've hit the right note of what you want to see in both books. Yes, and you and Michael have a tendency of hitting those right notes. So far. Yes. So, so give us, give us now a sort of an overview of, of the plot line for, for Gothrow. Okay. So, um, Gothrow, she, um, is, um, coming into her own and figuring out who she is. Um, and, uh, her mother works for the government and there's a dark force in within the government that, um, is causing trouble and she's going to get caught up in it. And, um, while trying to hide who she is. And those two things are going to really come into conflict um, with her. His magic is not known. And here's this young drow. If you look at the cover, a drow, you know, tall pointed ears, uh, dark gray skin, uh, white hair. It's going to be hard for her to hide. And yet she's going to want to protect her family and, and, and the people around her. Okay, so this is a battle between a drow and dark forces in the government. Is that Correct. sort of where we're going with this? Yes. Okay, well, this yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Now, let's, yeah. let's talk about release schedules for each of these. How often, uh, because the, the Gothrow series are larger, I'm assuming that those are not going to be released as rapidly as some fans might be used to. It's only it, the next after out is about six weeks out, so okay. it's not it's not horribly far. So if people could give us a little break for two weeks, um, then it'll be out um, in about six weeks, and the War Mage will be out uh, one a month. Okay, so every four weeks for that. Even the next one is already completed, and it came in at about ninety some thousand words. So it's a little larger. You, you'll still have a nicer. You'll be able to bite into the story. Um, even a little more. 
Okay. And here's something that I didn't tell you we were going to talk about, but um, I'm just because I know that you are on top of all this stuff. Let's talk about the new series for Charlie Case. And we'll have Charlie back on to talk about this. But this is a new Terra Nova series Correct. that sort of picks up where his initial series left off. So there's some people right. that might think, oh, the, this is over, but it's not over. No, no, it's not over at all. So the first series was um, um, The Dwarf King mm-hmm. and uh, The Adventures of Finnegan Dragonbender. This one is called The Lone Valkyrie. If you read the Finnegan stories, you met uh, Mila. The Lone Valkyrie is Mila's story. And Finnegan appears within that book, and so does the small dragon, um, the, his sidekick. And um, uh-huh. so the same way you got to know Shay, um, you're going to get to know um, Mila and a Valkyrie. And the cover, um, which I think you've seen, is amazing. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes. It's, yes. So, and, then, um, and then Finnegan will return again also later. Okay, good. So, yeah, this it does kind of sound like the Brownstone saga that just spun off all of these different things. But we learned from what we did with Shay and James to not run them concurrently. We learned our lesson that people did not like trying to figure out which book to read first. We made it hard on them. And so now there were some timeline created, issues there. Yes. Yes, we created timeline issues the way we did it the last time. This time it's uh, going to be. Finnegan, then Mila, then Finnegan. So no, they'll probably ask us which Finnegan, but I suppose we'll figure out how to. <laughs> well, Martha, thank you so much for being here. Um, congratulations on the two new series. They're both doing incredibly well. They're both ranked in the top 1,000. I saw the, as of this morning, War Mage had that beautiful orange number one bestseller sticker right next to its name. Yep, and so does Gothdraw. They actually does it. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. And for those of you out there listening or watching, if you haven't checked these series out, you know these are longer books, so be prepared, but you're going to love them. Gothra will be on fan pricing this weekend, so get ready. And um, read up because coming in a couple months, brand new Lyra. And when you say brand new Lyra, I know that you are rewriting or updating the original Lyra series. one of the things that people consistently ask for is more troll, more yumpa, more troll. Mm-hmm. So we're adding new material to each of the original eight, and there'll be more troll. And um, I'm reworking the um, the next four, and then there's brand new books coming, brand new. Fantastic! That's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. I'm writing it, so I know you're going to love it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. And Martha, thank you for being here. And uh, we will talk again soon. Thank you. Bye.